Everybody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And today, we're joined by Leonor Kavoda. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So, are you getting ready to change all the clocks in your house this weekend? No, I think I'm going to get uh, that other person to do that for me. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and I know who that is. Yeah, I, that, that's that's his job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um, well, you ever notice how, you know, you have this certain clock that, or first of all, all of yes. our cellular devices, they now mostly update themselves. So you don't have to bother with that. And since so many people rely on that as their primary timekeeper, they don't really think so much about the clock that's up on the wall anymore, except for we think about it a little bit when we're in the studio. And for a while, the studio clock here, had fallen off because of I think some type of uh, uh, power outage or something and I would look up and I said my god it's that time already (laughs) and then I would realize it was wrong and it has a DST feature yeah it does daylight savings time And you, and you look at it, but, you know, you walk around and you see these clocks that are sitting there and say, wait a moment, is that an hour ahead, hour behind? Well, there's behind. one that's controlled by a battery, yeah. and you have to, like, turn this little dial yeah. in the back, and then you have to hook it back up on the nail, uh, that wherever yeah. it was hooked. Yeah. And that's a... But then there's another one where... It's like a microwave or something, yeah. and you're like, oh, wait, I forgot. Every year, it's like you go through the same mundane motions. Um, it's crazy. But, you know... It is what it is. No, exactly. It is and what it I, is. I, I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of it either, and I don't think and it's Arizona nec- doesn't do it. Yeah, exa- exactly. Arizona doesn't do it, and I don't think it's necessary in, anymore. I don't remember the exact <laughs> rationale for doing it in the first place. I heard it was agriculture. I heard it was and agriculture, then, too. And then it was also the, um, from the Great Generation, World War II, where they wanted to um, save energy and maximize um, maximize uh, uh, daylight. Right uh, well, for the the workers. So for the workers, so that they could increase Make production. The production. Yeah, the yeah. They have more hours. They have more time to to be more efficient. Yeah. But re- but now we don't need it. We're we're more of a we're more of what you call an information economy now. 
We're not a manufa- We're not a manufacturing economy. We're not. Uh, well, yes, we have service industries and we have manufacturing, but we're more of an information economy. So a lot of what goes on can can happen at all hours of the day, and we have that you know new invention called electricity. So we don't you know need to create artificial darkness or artificial lightness outside. And frankly, it depresses me. I mean, I I looked outside this morning and it was 7 a.m. and it was pitch black. I thought it was 5 a.m. You know, it, it's it's very strange that this happens. So there, you know, we're four days out. Four days out. Yeah. Four? And there, um, well, they're on Sunday, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yes, four, because today yeah. is the fourth and yeah. it's the eighth. So yeah, and they're neck and neck. The key races are... You know you're not supposed to say the date on a weekend show. Yeah, I know it's supposed that. To be good but, for the whole weekend. But you know what? They know we said it now. So, and you gave yeah. away a secret. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. So anyway, but the races are like I'm looking at uh, the latest polls in real clear politics and all the key races. Like I'm looking at a um, role for um, a, ra- uh, a poll for uh, the Wa- Walker uh, Warnock race. Uh, say that twice in Georgia. Uh, Walker's 48. Warnock's 48 on that poll. Uh, you know the uh, Kemp versus Abrams. Kemp is ahead of Abrams. He's for 53 to 45. Fetterman, another closely watched well, one. Well, what's going to cost Warnock is Abrams. Uh, Abrams uh, is running so poorly. Right. She, I don't know what's uh, what her deal is, but I think people are waking up to her her con. They're waking right? up to her nonsense and those videos of Stacey Abrams uh, being unmasked with a bunch of kindergartners being yeah, masked it's on my social media. People see that all the time, and I yet yeah, an old shot at this juncture, but it still reminds people of what you know what a hypocrite she is. Oh, and then she's on video saying we're gonna, and then when we go out. All the young, people under 18 don't wear a mask, and everybody over 18 wear a mask. And <clears throat> it's the virtue, virtue signaling. It's virtue signaling, but just staying with this for another moment. Um, in Pennsylvania, again, a very closely re- watched race, and as you know, our listeners know, we used to be in Pennsylvania. We got, and we've got a lot of uh, political friends there. If you know, we've got the the Oz versus Fetterman race right now. On one, according to one poll, a couple polls I'm seeing. I see one poll where Fetterman's 51 and Oz is 45. I see another one where Fetterman is 46 and Oz is 48. So, you know, you're seeing a bunch of different things. And uh, and then the and then the governor's race in Pennsylvania, I see I see a poll where Mastri, Shapiro's 54 and Mastriano's 40. And then there's another one where Shapiro's 50 and Mastriano's 45. I mean, that first poll, the one that I mentioned, the Marist poll, is Ma- that's a big gap. The problem for Mastriano... <clears throat> and and consequently, the pro- problem for Oz, Fetterman's weak. Yeah, but the person that's carrying the ticket is the governorship, right? And Shapiro is a is a much more attractive candidate than Fetterman on the left. On the left, yeah. And that's what scares me about the Fetterman Oz thing is people that just vote down ticket, right? That's you know. that's very that's very true. It's, it's called coattails. No, exactly coattails. It's no, that's very true. And and what's interesting is our perception is getting uh, shifted or shaped a little bit by all the attention that some of the high profile races like the Fetterman Oz race well, because Carrie Lake has become a rock star. And that overnight. was the next one that I was going to mention. Uh, Carrie Lake is uh, forty eight um, according to the Marist poll versus uh, what is it? Katie Hobbs who's forty nine. But it's very cool. And, and what I also heard yesterday was that people are wearing Carrie Lake uh, 
clothing in other states. states, So she's very, and you know what's interesting about her, besides the fact that she's very charismatic and she's pretty, you know, she was a journalist. So she is a really good communicator. And of course, that helps tremendously. You know, and forget about, uh, forget about Tulsi Gabbard. If Trump uh, is running and then Trump picks a, a VP candidate, yeah, you know, it's always been sort of talked about that someone's going to pick a woman as a, on the Republican side. Yeah, It was going to be, Christy Noem was in, in on that race for a mm-hmm. while and then she blew it with her policies. Um, but then um, uh, it, it started to look like Tulsi Gabbard was making a run for it. Yeah. But, now, with Carrie Lake being such a great campaigner and such an opinionated voice, yeah, um, and such an attractive person, right? She's beautiful, yeah. Um, so you know, those are the three ingredients, and yeah. you know, that's why people loved McCain's running mate. Was her uh, oh Sarah last, Palin? Yeah, Sarah Palin. You know, she. I mean, but, you, but, she but, was engaging in the beginning. Unfortunately, her people didn't support her properly. No, the problem was uh, you got this guy Schmidt. Uh, who was a MSNBC? Uh, he became a Lincoln Project guy, mm-hmm. right? He he hates Trump, right? Right. And he was basically the campaign manager for McCain. Yeah. Right. So no, that was doomed from the start, and they blew it because a they were running against a monster like Obama. Yeah. And they didn't see that train wreck coming. Um, that they were unable to do that. They didn't have their experience. Yeah, everybody's like McCain had experience. No, McCain was dumb. You know, he was a moron. He his foreign policy was awful. He couldn't fly a plane to save his life. Um and uh and he picked Sarah Palin, which was basically at the time a thoroughbred, and put her in a corral. And uh, and it was that Schmidt guy that did that. A Lincoln Project guy. Yeah. A rhino Steve Schmidt was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, this guy, yeah. this guy, that guy right there is terrible, and uh, he's as more more, he is a more hateful liberal than he ever was a Republican in his life. Yeah, and he was campaign's running mate, uh, campaign manager. Yeah, no wonder they lost. So there's a lot of things going on. Big story out of Milwaukee, a big story here, Milwaukee election commission official fired following allegations of accessing accessing ballots sending them to state lawmakers so this is a really bad situation here and uh it says here a milwaukee election official was fired after she fraudulently requested absentee ballots for military members and sent them to to a state lawmaker who's embraced false election conspiracy theories. So during a press conference Thursday, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier uh, Johnson said, Kimberly Zapata, Deputy Director of the Milwaukee Election Commission, was stripped of her duties for allegedly accessing fictitious military absentee ballots and sending them to State Representative Janelle Branchin co-chair of the Assembly Elections Committee. Johnson noted he was stunned about the very serious allegations and fired the person. Zapata could face criminal charges. Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chilsom said in his statement, his office is reviewing a case. All right, so 
<clears throat> basically they were there were ballots that were sent out to somebody and they were this is what's going on yeah this is exactly what they're doing not just with military yeah. but they're doing it with these illegal aliens yeah. well we've been talking about this for years and that what they want to do is they want to get the illegal aliens registered to vote knowing full well that the illegals are going to be the exploitable population right so the illegals can't vote they're not allowed to vote, right? Okay, the Democrats are on board with that. Although in New York, they're pushing to get illegals to vote, right? Yeah. Legally, which is ridiculous. But Le- How can illegals vote legally? I know. I, <laughs> it it's a make contradiction any, in terms. It, it doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing. They want to get them registered to vote. Yeah. Then they want to take their ballots. See, that's what they're doing with this military thing in Milwaukee. Yeah. See, this is the game. This is, the, this is it. Yeah. This is what is going on. And the early voting and the non-voter ID and the putting your thing in a drop box and putting your thing in the mail with the racist U.S. post office, I mean, all of that is part of the puzzle. It's all part of it. And I'm, I feel like I'm like the only one screaming this right now. Yeah. But that is the game that's being played by the Democrats. Is they're taking these heads, and I've always said this about the illegals. They treat them as heads of cattle. Heads of cattle. Think about it like that. And each piece of cattle has a number. And they brand it. You know, you're number 57, you're 67, you're 62 cow, you know. I used to milk cows, so I mean, we used yeah, to. Yeah, you told me that. But every cow had a name in the, in the on my farm. But um, you know, in any case, you know, you get the idea. You knew where, all these cows would come in. They'd have a little number on them, and you know, the thing is, is that they're bringing them through. They're giving them a number, and then what's happening is they're somehow registering them to vote. And these people that don't speak English. And may not even know that they're being registered to vote. No, I don't think that's, they do. That's know the that. thing. I they're don't not think they the ones registering. But there's an online bot system where you can go and take the whole database of the two and a half million per year, five million people that have entered our country illegally since Biden took office, and you now have five million new ballots. Five million ballots. You know, we were talking about the uh, 2020 election, and somehow you're not allowed to say that the the election was rigged, otherwise you're going to get banned on everything, right? right? And it's ridiculous that that's the case, but that's that's exactly what's going on with the Biden White House right now. And uh, and and the thing is, is that you have a uh, you have Trump who got more votes than any other incumbent in history. Yeah. Then you would think that not only would there be a lack of turnout um, with Biden, who never campaigned yeah. in 20, for 2020. He never campaigned. He You're was right. sitting in his basement. He didn't want to answer any questions. Yeah. That's number one. So enthusiasm for Biden was way low. Yeah. And every poll indicated that. Right. So they should have had a low number. And Trump had a high number because he was popular. And not only that, but when you take a look at the pot and you say, well, the most people v- ever voted for an incumbent voted for Trump. 
that would have meant that there would have been less people on the other side. Yeah. But what they're trying to tell you is that he had 81 million votes. And not only that, but Trump had the most votes that any incumbent ever had in the history of America. That meant that the turnout rate for that election had to be over like 100%. Yeah. You know? And in many cases, it was over 100%. That's the problem. How can you do that? I mean, that speaks to fraud right there. They just had a Pennsylvania, uh, President Trump um, just uh, remarked on his uh, Truth Social, because he's still not on Twitter, yeah. despite you know what Elon Musk said. Um, probably will be after the election, because Elon Musk is not the uh, savior that you think he is. But nevertheless, Trump said... The new Supreme Court ruling uh, in Pennsylvania with regard to uh, what votes should have been counted in the 2020 election mm-hmm. um, would have changed the outcome of that state. Yeah. And. Uh, well, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. And, we, and we, going we've, forward, thought, we've thought that from the information we not, had from our uh, and, from our friends who were boots on the ground. And he said it was unfair. And that it's unfair that the courts made a ruling that would have changed the uh, outcome of that state because they weren't going to count these votes that, you know, these votes that Mm -hmm. came in with no signatures and all these other things. So, but they're saying, okay, going forward, this is going to be the case, but we're not going to retroact it. Yeah. We're not going to. So they're admitting that the fraud happened, but they're not righting the wrong. Right. It's sort of like somebody wins the Tour de France. Well, actually, they did that to uh, to Lance Armstrong, right? They they stripped them. Yeah, <laughs> they stripped them of that victory. Uh, why why don't we do the same thing for Joe Biden? Yeah, right. <laughs> Strip him of well, his victory. Well, we took you know we took a, a Miss America crown away from Ve- Vanessa Williams years ago. And by, you know, I by mean, the way, we just read the uh, Milwaukee report, right? And why in the world? Why in the world are, uh, is it always, dem- the, 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 when there's fraud, it's always favoring Democrats? <laughs> always. Always. Like every single time. Yeah. You know, I don't get that. Right. Do you? Well, yeah, I get it because that's what happens So guess Democrats. what? The Mar-a-Lago was raided again. Again? Yeah. Justin, please uh, respond to trespassing calls at Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Right. And then somebody cutely wrote, when the FBI had their weapons out on their raid of Mar-a-Lago, who were, who were they going to shoot? The Secret Service? No, they did that for optics. Yeah. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. I got another one. Biden just wrapped up a primetime speech six days before the election. Now, this were four days out. Right. That was two days ago. Here are the number of times he mentioned border Crime, inflation, supply chain, gas prices, China, education, military, police, and fentanyl. Well, let me guess. You're all for all of those? Zero. Well, you know, speaking of one of the big hot button items. Priorities which is- was the question. 
well, is obviously the economy. I mean, all those things matter that you just read off, but the economy. And one thing that just dovetailing for a moment, one of the things that was announced this week was that we increased the prime rate again. The prime rate is now up to 7%. Now, I did a quick history of this, looking at this, mm. because as our listeners 2008. know. All right, right, let me finish. As our listeners know, I used to work in banking, and we used to always follow the prime rate closely because it impacted, I worked in credit card marketing, it impacted our pricing. And I said to myself, when the heck was the prime rate this high? I mean, th- I mean, back in the 70s and the 80s, you had double-digit prime rate. But it, since uh, Biden took office, when Trump was still president, the prime rate in March of 2020 was it was in was in the it was th- in the threes. OK, and it was three point two five on March 15th, 2020, while Trump was still president. The prime rate was um, when Biden became president. Yeah, the prime rate was increased for the first time two years later in March 16th, 2022, where it went up to three fifty. Okay, so under Biden's watch, the prime rate has more than doubled in two years. That is incredible. More than doubled. Now, if you go back in history, in the 70s and the 80s, there were time periods in which we had but we had a prime rate that was in the teens. But if you go back to the uh, early uh, millennium, you, you're talking, you were back at those numbers that I just mentioned with Trump when you were in yeah. the 3 4% range. <laughs> I mean, th- look well, at what's happening to our economy under this man, not to mention all the well, other things we just mentioned, the border, the well, fentanyl, the, the, the terrible things happening with, with education. I will say one thing. Yeah. Um, number one, everybody knows that the student loan forgiveness and the um, the student loan forgiveness is an inflationary. Of course it is. And you know who said that? Larry Summers. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Barack Obama's finan- uh, uh, economic advisor. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to play a clip for that yeah. today. Um, but I will say that the prime rate isn't to, as much to do with Biden as as the inflation um, and the reason why the inflation is, is because of all these, uh, they could be tied like a bow around his neck, is not only student loan forgiveness, but all these stimulus packages where they're trying to convert population into, they're trying to inject insulin or sugar into the um, middle class and get them to be dependent on big government. And that's what they're doing. And they're injecting it. <clears throat> so if you sent me an IRS statement and you said you're going to get $1,200 or something like that, right? Um, well, I would be a fool to say, no, I don't want it, right? But probably not a fool. I'd probably be smart to say I don't yeah. want it. But um, on, on the grand scheme of things. But see, there's no coordination. So all, all of us flock, all of us sheep, Say, oh, okay, great. You know, you give me twelve hundred bucks, I'm going to spend it, right? Yeah. So next thing you know, you spend it. It stimulates the economy, but it devalues the dollar because the supply and demand uh, relationship. It is a relationship yeah. between supply and demand. Sure. And you know, I'm supply, your demand, your demand, I'm supply. You know, but no, supply and demand is a relationship, and when you just have all demand and no supply. Yeah. You know, and that's what the cash in injection into the economy does. You know, it creates a um <clears throat> it creates a bigger demand with a smaller supply and that causes inflation. It's real simple. 
Um, so the president's directly involved with that, but the COVID lockdowns yeah. is what really caused the uh, prime rate to go up. Yeah. Um, and that would have actually happened even if Trump was president. The problem is Trump never wanted... He said this. He said the cure should not be worse than the, 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 uh, the COVID itself. Mm-hmm. Like the fix should not be that uh, as bad. You cannot shut down the entire economy. You can't strap masks on every child's face and expect mm-hmm. their grades to go up. And so we've had just as negative of an impact on education as we've had on the prime rate. And the problem is this COVID lockdown was really the mastermind of Pfizer and Fauci mm-hmm. and all these critters, right? Yeah. These critters um, <clears throat> who are socialists. And Fauci should have you know, a noose around his neck right now. And he should be having to walk through the town square in shame, but he doesn't. He's riding off on a silver horse, you know, to the left, and uh, like their hero. Yeah. Because he was the mastermind of this fraud. And it's this fraud, this COVID fraud. And you know what? The, what's next? It's the climate fraud. Yeah. There's a climate hoax going on, and no one cares about it, but it's just basically COVID 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm reading something else here. It says the state of liberal media, they're now upset that pedophiles are getting caught. So I, I posted this too. It says this woman named Rachel Monroe says, I wrote about the chaotic world of amateur predator hunting stings on YouTube, which combined many of the Internet's worst trends, stunts for clout, Vigilante justice and groomer panic. So basically, there are these people groomer that are panic. That's a new expression. There are these pedophiles that are going and hunting down little girl, you know, uh, uh, children. Yeah, I don't even want to say little girls. It's no, it's girls and boys. Little boys. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so this is printed up in the New Yorker, and it says the disturbing rise of amateur predator hunting hunting stings. So basically, there are people that um, track down yeah, poses. Uh, children mm-hmm. and get become the victim of a predator yeah and then they show up at a hotel and then there's like a sting and it's is like someone has them on camera and they say what are you doing trying to meet this 12 year old you know that kind of thing right well the liberals are now upset that that's happening they're they're mad at the person that's actually got you. Uh, so what did they the predator, consider it? Predator himself. What, what, what did they consider it? A violation of the predator's rights? I mean, yeah. give me a break. You know, years ago, they, you know, they used to say to people many years ago when we yeah. were children, they used to say, don't take candy from strangers. And that yeah. was based on an old, uh, some some child a long time ago had taken yeah. candy from, you know, and it became, uh, you know, it became a cautionary tale of the most deepest nature. But now when you can, you can easily find children online, attract them, can communicate to them, protect that you're a child do all types of things to lure children we should be doing everything we can to protect our children not protect the They're adults mad at the person that's pretending to be the child who then becomes the victim of a predator <laughs> They're mad that they're mad at the person who implemented the sting. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. I yeah. mean, this this is this is ridiculous. That's crazy. What a, this is showing what a distorted, upside down society we have, where we are not protecting our children. Well, we're moving on. We're moving on to food blogging. 
What is food blogging? I really should have my own food show because I am the cook. You like cooking. Yeah, I'm a cook. Yeah, I like baking. Um, so Julie Powell, food blogger, another vaxxed and boosted dies suddenly of a cardiac event. The die, the die, it says the die has been cast for those who got this. Okay, so th- basically this is one where um, Julie Powell on October 1st of 2021. You with me? Yep. I'm so with far? You. I'm with you. October 1st of 2021, she writes, I would argue that COVID does kill some of the right people. She's nasty. Right? Some of the right people? Yeah. The anti-vaxxers, maskers, are dying in legions. But yes, it's a real shame about Kavanaugh. This is frightening stuff. So, so that's what she wrote October uh, 1st, 2021. Very hateful. No, this is, this is frightening language for somebody to be talking that way. It, it's terrifying. Well, that was October 1st, 2021. 2021. So fast forward a year later. October 25th, 2022. So I woke up with something that's literally black, hairy tongue. I looked that up, by the way. Yeah. The doctors say nothing to worry about. <laughs> that would freak me out. Black, hairy tongue? <laughs> yeah. That would freak me out. Well, it's already freaking me out. Yeah. And it's I had Googled it. And it's disgusting. <laughs> you know, it is really. People, I think, you know, some of our listeners, Scott, may be drinking coffee while, and having breakfast while uh, they're listening to us. You should be just talking reading, that I'm way. reading a tweet. Okay, <laughs> she says people, including my doctor, seem to think it's no big deal, and will go away soon. But it certainly is gross. Okay, that's October 25th, All right. 2022. Sadly, um, and this is sad. Um, on November 1st of 2022, Julie Powell, food writer behind Julie and Julia, dead at 49 years old. Oh, so she was the part that was played by um, Amy Adams in the movie with Meryl Streep, where Julie Powell was somebody who was in, uh, enamored of Julia Child's. And so that's what that's about. You, you, you aware? I did not know I know, that. that's yeah. what it is. And there's a film called Julie and Julia, and, and it's all about how she, um, you know, the relationship she has. I don't I don't remember if she actually meets her or if she just sort of follows her from afar, but she, like, goes and it goes in the footsteps of Julia Child in terms of the type of baking, cooking okay. she does. That's point, what it's about. The point so, of the oh, piece that's terrible. is that I didn't people know that. are dying in droves, and the, the, it's, it's, there's something going on with this COVID vaccine. Is what what I'm implying. Yeah, she died 17 hours ago. Yeah, but do you understand that? Yeah. Do you oh, understand wow. this is a real problem? Yeah. This is a problem. Well, people are dying, and there's no explanation as to yeah. why they're dying. Yeah. You know, we just had a uh, friend pass away. Yeah. And uh, and people, somebody did ask a, if it could have been a, COVID related. This was a 56 year old. Yeah. Um, yoga instructor. Well, she was, you know, that yeah. wasn't her profession. She did that no, on the she side. she was a pharmacist. She was a doctor. And, you know, the thing is, is that she was pretty healthy. She had some, one issue, and I'm not going to get into, but, you know, it is one of those things where you just got to wonder, you know, these odd things are happening. People don't die like this. And um, in any case... The next subject I want to talk about is I ran across this tweet. 
The vice president of the Ohio State Board of Education, Martha Manchester, doesn't know what biological sex is. I was amazed at all the definitions that there are for biological sex, she quotes. She's quoted as saying. And how can we sit here and say, no, there's just one, and that's it. That's, that's a scientific fact. She, she goes to science again. Yeah. You know, the science, the same science that had Fetterman's doctor say he had a clean bill of health. Guy can't string a sentence together. But take a listen to this. This is the, this is, this is um, insane. This is the Ohio State. I actually wrestled for Ohio State for one year. I didn't graduate there. I graduated from Old Dominion University. But, you know, I went to Ohio State for a year. And the Ohio State Board, Board of Education, Martha, well, maybe that's not even Ohio. I think it is Ohio. Yeah, it's Columbus, Ohio, State Board of Education. So, but it's probably not associated with the Ohio State University, although it kind of confused me there. Um, Here, let's take a listen to this. There are, as Dr. Miranda said, I looked up, what is biological sex? What is the definition of that? You'd have to be a moron not to know that. There are so many definitions out there. I, I was amazed at all the definitions that there are for biological sex and how how can we sit here and say no there's just one um and that it's scientific fact i guess that would be the issue i take with that right in the beginning is that it's not scientific fact if you look at the science there are many different things and and why I don't know, but there are, and we need to be honest about that. I think. Yeah, I yeah I would be yeah. totally honest with her, and I'd say, get into my office. You're fired mm-hmm. for being so stupid. That's what I would do. Yeah. Honestly, I would do that. I would fire her on the spot because she holds a job in education. Yeah. At the state level, and she's the senior person. Yeah. This guy who posted this, Billboard Chris, he says, I looked up what is biological sex, what is the definition of that. There are so many definitions out there. He's quoting her. I was amazed at all the definitions. And so he, he's quoting her, and he says, Martha, I know this is tricky, so I'll tell you the only thing that makes us male and female. It's the gametes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah. Gametes? I don't, I, I don't even know what that is. We produce. It's the gametes we produce. It's spelled G-A-M-E-T-E-S. Gametes we produce. Sperm and eggs. Men- A mature, half-hold male or female germ cell, which is able to unite with another of the opposite sex in sexual reproduction to perform a zygote, mm-hmm. which is the egg. Okay, good. That's what it is. All right. Isn't that amazing that we have this yeah, thing where yeah. you can just type and you can look it up if you don't yeah. know? Men and women, very simple. There is no third sex. There is no identifying out of your sex. There is such a thing as absolute truth. To get more specific, he's, here's the definition of a woman as provided by evolutionary biologist Heather Haying. Women are adult human females. Females are individuals who do or did or will or would 
but for de- developmental or genetic anomalies, produce eggs. And it gets into a lot more that we, you know, it gets into it. We don't need to. I know our audience knows what a woman is. Yes, and what a we don't have is. we don't have to go and, into. Uh, but you know, apparently, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson doesn't Jackson know what Brown, it is. Yeah, Brown Jackson doesn't. <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, that was very confusing. Yes, what is a what is a woman? I'm not a biologist. I have no idea. But I'm going to be the Supreme Court justice because I'm a woman and I'm black. Oh, jeez, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So. You know, a lot of people are talking about what Tucker Carlson said the other day about um, what Joe Biden said, which was Tucker Carlson covered that uh, what Joe Biden said, which was that the um, left is saying that the Demo- that the, the Republicans need to respect the outcome of the election. Yeah. Despite the fact that they're getting crushed in every poll across the board. I yeah. mean, you read some real clear politics yeah. polls, but you know, the polls that really count that that were really accurate in 2020, that were very accurate, the Trafalgar poll and uh some other polls that were that were more conservative in their outcomes uh were actually accurate. Well, and, the Trafalgar poll is you know, is uh, favoring the Republicans in yeah, a lot of instances. But it's not a bias well, maybe it's a bias poll, but I mean, the thing is, its accuracy level is really, I, I just think that the polls are designed to suppress and the polls are run by liberals and the poll, you know, you can get whatever you want out of statistics. And um, and they weight these polls heavily uh, for Democrats. And That's very true. And um, so you get this guy, he's the, um, he is the Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff. Right. Right. So. Take, take a listen to this. He's doing the same thing. James Woods actually retweeted this. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. The president. So they're, they're, they're accusing the Repu- Republicans of election denial. What if they come out and they get a, you know, a butt whipping, right? A butt whipping, yeah. Huh? Well, I wanted to use the A word. A shellacking is the a word. Shellacking. You what use. if they come out and get a shellacking, right? Yeah. Okay, so they get a shellacking, right? A real beatdown. Are the Democrats? I mean, you know, we have ten minute clips of, of of the Democrats denying the outcome of the twenty sixteen election, right? Mm-hmm. When they got beat down, yeah. They were refused to accept Donald Trump as their president. Yeah. And this has been going on since 2016. Yeah. And 2020 obviously was rigged. No, nobody could say it wasn't with half a brain. And, uh, and here you got this chief of staff. It's almost like the fix is already in. Yeah. That's what we're concerned about is we could win these elections if they're not rigged. If the, if, because there's no way that Democrats can sustain and run on the crap that they're running on. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on Tuesday. Oh, and by the way, folks, I am going to be on on Wednesday with Scott yeah. to, you know, to do the the next day quarterbacking of the election results. So, That's so, awesome. But I was going to mention. I'm is, so happy. Well, I'm glad about that. But um, what I was going to say is it's going to be very interesting what happens because, we, you know, when we see the results of this and when we see the reaction from the White House, because we've heard a lot of talk about that they're keeping Joe Biden out there until the midterms and then after 
after the midterms, there's going to be pressure on Biden <coughs> to not run in 2024. And that's going to become more prevalent after mm-hmm. the midterms. So from assassination attempt on Imran Khan to layoffs at Twitter, globalist tyranny is on the rise. Their crimes for Imran. Imran Khan was shot and Mm. uh, injured, um, but assassination attempt. He was overthrown in April. He was the leader of Pakistan. Yeah. His crime was he wanted to buy oil from Russia. Yeah. To, you know, keep his people warm. Yeah. And uh, in Pakistan. And Musk, what's his crime? Endorsing free speech over censorship. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Boom. Crime of the century, right? That's the crime. And, you know, we're asked to support Zelensky over uh, Russia, right? No, no, thank you. I don't want any part of that globalist tyranny. Well, the problem I've had with that from the beginning is that we are that they were silencing one side. It was suddenly like, let's put Zelensky on a, you know, magazine cover. Yeah. Or, a ta- or an award show. And here is the state of the Democrat Party, okay? Is that the view? Yeah, huh. <laughs> we're going to play Sunny Houston. She says, I read a poll. She's a, a, a view libtard. Yeah. And uh, she says, I read a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. <laughs> okay, right? It's almost like roaches voting for rage, she says. Listen. Republicans, but what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I, I like think that's they're that's voting. A, no, it's insulting voting to the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do so do we want it in the hands? Do we love tail? democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family, and the idea that well, the you should have a say. Republicans. Well, that that uh, person that's talking l- later in that, yeah, um, it's supposed to be their Republican. She hates Trump too, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. I said wrong. Republican women value children, faith, and family. Right. That's what it is. It's like, you know, and 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 the thing about the abortion issue, uh, and I said this uh, in a tweet, and uh, the the issue is really this. The yeah. issue is. GOP candidates must accuse Dems of supporting infanticide when they hide behind the narrative that government uh, should pay no, play no role in abortion. Katie Hobbs got away with that. Warnock got away with that. All the Democrats are hiding behind that. That's their formula. And they're basically turning the tables and saying, you don't even support exceptions. And they're like, no, I support the uh, heartbeat bill. And the problem with that is nobody knows what the heartbeat bill is. Yeah. Is it eight weeks? Is it 15 weeks? What is it? Uh, do they have exceptions for infant, for uh, incest and rape? Um, you know, all those questions are uh, part, part of the mucking up mm-hmm. of the actual thing. The fact is the decision belongs to the states. Mm-hmm. Okay. The states get the vote on that. And then it's either legal or illegal in that state. And if you don't like it, you can move mm-hmm. to a different state. But GOP candidates must accuse Dems. Of, so when they say, when Katie Hobbs says, I don't think the government should play a role in any way, shape, or form 
in that, that decision. It should be up to the doctor and his patient. Right. At that moment, <clears throat> she is basically saying, I support whatever the doctor says. If the doctor supports infanticide, for example, like the doctor over at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. You know, the quote in quotes doctor. Yeah. Right. Then then that's the issue. Right. That is the issue. And so we would win. The Republicans would win that issue hands down if they would stand up on stage and say, well, you support infanticide. Isn't that really what you're saying? Mm -hmm. And they would have to defend that. Yeah. And if they defend infanticide, they lose. And if they equivocate and they uh, drop drop to a different level. And defend themselves that I don't inf- uh, support infanticide. Well, okay, you don't. What do you support? Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Jean-Pierre uh, was asked by Peter Ducey, how many weeks does Biden support? What, what does he support? Where does he stand on the issue? And she turned it around and said where he doesn't stand is no exception. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, she turned it around and made Peter Ducey on the defense. And if I was a candidate, which I should become one day, um. They, I would say you support infanticide. Isn't that when you don't want the government to get involved? We got to hit hard, right? We got to hit hard mm-hmm. on that issue. And we're not doing it. The Republicans are not hitting hard. So this is about the student loan forgiveness. This is Larry Summers talking about the fact that student loan forgiveness is inflationary. I did not support large scale uh, student uh, debt relief because I thought it was using federal resources to make transfers, hundreds of billions of dollars, and I would have liked those resources put to better use, helping people who were poorer, who were more in need, and who would use the money to invest more in the future of the economy. I think that it does add to demand, which does increase inflationary pressures i did not so what he's saying you know the reason why i bring it up is because biden yesterday was trying to accuse the republicans of not supporting this um and they shouldn't right but what joe biden doesn't know is that this is blowing up in his face because even his union workers in pennsylvania pennsylvania iron workers Blast Biden's unfair student loan bailouts. See, the problem is he's trying to get that. He's trying to buy those votes with that package. He's, he's bailing out people for um, for a co- college education expenses. What about all the people that paid for college yeah. or took out loans, did other, you know, et cetera, who aren't yeah. benefiting from this? Yeah, he's going to help the people in the bigger cities because that's what he wants. But as far as me, I'm sure it's not going to help me. A lot of those families are rich. They have the money to pay it off. I mean, so they get they get a break. They workers. can sit on their couch. The kids with some with a degree that they can't even use. And the thing about it is, the, the rich aren't going to pay for this. We are. The, 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 that's everything's just going to be a is, is, is a gift. But those, that goes on the back of our on, on the back of our, our debt, and the, and the taxpayers are the ones who have to cover that. I mean, so it's just going to put a heavy work you know heavy burden on all, on all of us. I think it's a bad idea. You know, always hire people. You college kids who come there one at a time off of work. Pay the debt tax. I haven't really met that many enthusiastic people about it. Um, my thoughts are that they signed a contract, they should pay for it. Why should I pay for uh, somebody else's college? 
Yeah, and I, I don't think the plumber should be paying for the, the doctor's pre-med school. Yeah, he's going to help. I don't think the plumbers should be paying for the doctor's pre-med school. Well, you you remember that commercial that ran a month or two ago about, hey, uh, you know, a uh, theater major, at college, it's on us, enjoy, you know, or yeah. whatever it was. I mean, and, and the, you know, there's a hypocrisy to all this. If you want to help people, help everybody, not just the people that are going for four year or right. to eight year degrees. All right. We got another one. Uh, City Journal posted this. Greenpeace admits it. Recycling doesn't work. On second thought, just throw plastic away. Even Greenpeace now admits the obvious. Recycling doesn't work. And we spent all that time doing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is a this is a well thought out document. It was uh, picked up by a lot of different well, publications. Well, City Journal is part of Manhattan Institute, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so that, yeah, that's interesting. It says, this has been obvious for decades to anyone who crunched the numbers, but the fantasy of recycling plastic proved irresistible to generations of environmentalists and politicians they it's another way to control behavior yeah really it's it's grooming and it's uh conditioning yeah um to, you know and it was a test like if i can get you to recycle your plastic uh the next step is i can get you to do something else you mm-hmm. see I, I believe that's what was going on there they preached it to children, mandated it for adults, the, and bludgeoned municipalities and virtue signaling corporations into wasting vast sums, probably hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide, on an enterprise that has been harmful to the environment as well as to humanity. Now Greenpeace, it says, now Greenpeace has seen the light, or at least a glimmer of rationality, the group has issued a report accompanied by a press release headlined uh, Plastic Recycling is a Dead-End Street. Year after year, plastic recycling declines even as plastic waste increases. The group's overall policy remain, remains delusional. The report proposed proposes a far more harmful alternative to recycling, but it's nonetheless encouraging to see environmentalists put aside their obsessions long enough to contemplate reality. It's it's a really great story, a uh, great article. And it's basically saying that you don't have to recycle anymore. Yeah. I don't know about aluminum, but this is about plastic. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's it's a uh, you know, I think it's a pretty interesting thing. Uh another interesting thing if you believe in tea leaves and um, and uh, signals, um, the blood moon lunar eclipse is to rise on election day what over time the United in, States. So that's going to be at the night? last total lunar eclipse the Earth will see for the next three years. So not only do we change our clocks this weekend, but also. On election day, there's going to be a bright red moon. So is that going to be at night, or that's going to be on the uh, on act, oh, election day itself at night while they're counting the polls? Here's what I'm reading. I'm just going to read what I know. I mean, this is all I know. Blood moon lunar eclipse to rise on election day over the United States, and it will be the last total lunar eclipse the Earth will see for the next three years. 
Well, if it's, you know, it's red, that could mean the red wave. That's what they're saying. <laughs> that's, it could be emblematic, yeah. so right. a signaling, a harbinger of good things to come. Right, right. I'm ever the optimist. All right. So Ocasio-Cortez, it's funny. She was complaining about Elon Musk, you know, and the $8 um, a month. The, 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 the Twitter check. Price. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the blue to, check price. To get the Twitter. The, yeah. It's going to be free for other people. But um, it, it's, if you want to check, it's 8 bucks. Right, you're well, you can, I'm sure you can pay for these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm going to pay for it. And um, and the thing is, is that she's complaining about this, and he's like, um, so he acted like he was customer service, and he replied to AOC's post tweet, right? Yeah, and he says, I appreciate your feedback. Now pay your eight dollars. <laughs> right. Well, you know it's interesting with Elon Musk and the uh, layoffs. Some companies, well, the, I think there's two things going on. Some companies, uh, advertisers on Madison Avenue are now stopping their Twitter ads because a they're not, uh, Pfizer did too. Pfizer, General, uh, General yeah. Mills, and the reason why they're doing that is they're not necessarily in agreement with Elon with Elon Musk, and also uh, they uh, you know they're concerned about what's happening with Twitter. Right. So I wrote a response to this because they were saying eight dollars for a frappuccino. Over at Starbucks, eight dollars for a blue check. You get thirty days with the blue eight dollars for a blue check. You get thirty minutes for the eight dollars with the frappuccino. Right? And by the way, when they're posting numbers for um, companies right now, one company that's actually doing pretty well is Starbucks because people may be cutting back on other things, but they still need coffee. Yeah, well, uh, surprise, surprise. I am surprised about that. I said this. I said I'd rather my I'd rather my relationship with social media be contractual and censor free. Without fake bots and election rigging, the price we've paid for free is high and leaves us with zero leverage with the courts. Musk's pay option is an essential first step to transparency and fairness. Um, I think it would probably be a good thing. Uh, He's smart for a reason. Another big piece of news is Benjamin Netanyahu wins another shot at leading Israel. Yeah. Netanyahu wins in Israel, good peaceful times ahead, and uh, basically his party is going to run Israel. That's a big deal. Um, and then also, uh, also, oh, well, I had a, no, there was a few other things I wanted to cover, but we're running out of time. I wanted to, um, I wanted to um, tell people about our sponsors before we head out of Dodge. And one of them is Genesis Gold. And uh, I wanted to say that uh, the reason why I picked Genesis Gold as our gold sponsor, and I personally picked it, is because they allow you to transfer your IRA funds over to gold and silver. And you can call them at 800-385-4653. That's 800-385-GOLD. Also, check out Tactical Civics. They're another sponsor. Magapac.org to promote America First policies. We do that each and every day thanks to Magapac.org. Make a donation over there if you can. And also use Red State over at MyPillow as your promo code. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Cravetta. And we'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.